Hello, and welcome to Fest Board Advisor Talks, brought to you by Ottawa Festival Network, a not-for-profit service organization that works cooperatively with members and partners towards a vibrant, inspired, and prosperous festival capital. In this podcast series, industry experts break down hot topics in the operational and strategic areas of focus that are essential for any festival and event organization. You will hear best practices and expert advice, complemented by real-world examples and lessons learned from fellow festival producers that will help you solve problems, make decisions, and realize your creative visions. In this episode, we are joined by Amanda Mullins, Program Manager at the City of Ottawa's Event Central Office. Amanda will be providing an overview of the importance of emergency planning and what resources and support services are available to festival organizers in their efforts to avoid, minimize, and mitigate emergency risks at their events. As always, use the discussion in this podcast as general educational information only and seek out your own professional advice and one-on-one support from Event Central that can take into consideration your unique circumstances. Thank you to the Canada Council for the Arts for their support in the making of this series. Now enjoy the episode and please remember to like, share and subscribe to support this series. Good morning. I have been invited to come chat about uh, security and emergency planning as it relates to special events. Um, There's been a few topics presented to me uh, that I've been asked to touch on. So I'm gonna break things down item by item. One being that there have been some pretty terrible examples of events gone wrong in the news over the past year or so, and the industry is under increasing pressure to ensure proper security and emergency protocols are in place. What continues to be major challenges and blind spots for events? I believe that together locally here in Ottawa, the industry and the city have come a long way in evolving safety and security plans for special events, And we actually have a lot going for us. The terrible examples that I just alluded to, uh, inquiries have followed and some are currently underway. These inquiries often result in a recommendation that the local level of government form a multidisciplinary planning team and add rigor to their event review and approval process. I give a lot of credit to those who have preceded me uh, in my role and, and even on this team. Ottawa is ahead of the game in this regard. We established this multidisciplinary planning team around 15 years ago, currently known as the City's Special Events Advisory Team, or SEAT. Paramedics, public health, fire, police, traffic, transit, public information and media relations, among other city services, come together to form what is essentially a table of consultants to assist an organizer in developing appropriate plans for their event. We're also approaching 10 years since City Council approved a bylaw that defines the framework for how outdoor major events would be reviewed, the minimum expectations that we have of larger outdoor events, which includes having a scalable emergency plan, and what city services may require of an event depending on its specifications. There are several examples that highlight how Ottawa is leading some of this work. Over the last few years, the city has been working with public health and the Ottawa Festivals Network to develop the Party Safer campaign. It consists of free training and resources for any event operating within our city, support in building harassment and violence prevention policies, providing public education and awareness materials, and trainings around substance use and naloxone administration, and the free offering of naloxone kits 
that can be provided to every staff member and volunteer working at your event. There's no other program like it in the country from what I'm aware of. Another example of why Ottawa is leading the charge in, in so many different ways in this realm is the site hardening measures to protect patrons from vehicular accidents or attacks. World incidents have forced these conversations. I can recall an event that was set to take place in our downtown core a few years ago. 48 hours prior to that event taking place, there was a similar in, uh, event in Germany that was subject to a vehicular attack. Given the similarities between the two events, given that our event was to take place in a prominent location within the downtown core of the nation's capital, of course we reacted to that. Initially, we didn't have standards or purpose-built equipment to rely on. Rather, the city stepped in to provide concrete barriers and snowplows. Today, there are so many more options for an event. Community sponsors step up time and time again to provide site hardening equipment. Private security companies have invested in specialty equipment that is minimally invasive and doesn't take away from the visual appeal of a special event. The Ontario Traffic Council is releasing guidelines shortly and our Ottawa Traffic Management Lead is supporting this work that will help cities better understand when site hardening measures should be implemented. Locally, we believe that every event that could meet the criteria being discussed among the Ontario Traffic Council has already taken steps to put these measures in place. I don't believe that is a fluke. I believe that we work with some of the strongest subject matter experts across the province and potentially the country, not just members of SEAT, but our organizers. Many major events have invested in building these safety expertise into their staff and complement. They're also very quick to understand the importance of moving the bar as it relates to creating safe events that people have confidence in attending year after year. Organizers are more often than not Ottawa residents and community leaders. They care a lot about our city and our people and take their responsibility very seriously. In terms of challenges, I think we are still in the process of understanding the impacts of the pandemic. The industry is not immune to increasing costs, labor shortages, and staff turnover. A lot of safety plans require volunteer support. We saw a major parade in Montreal this year being canceled at the last minute because they didn't have enough staff and volunteers to safely operate their event. Locally, we saw the Help Santa Parade a few days ago uh, need to do an additional call out to the community for volunteer support for their event this weekend. Not surprising based on who Ottawa residents are at their core, but the community responded instantly to this request. All of this to say, on top of increasing pressure to evolve safety and security practices at events, the industry is dealing with a number of other pressures that intersect at the end of the day. In terms of blind spots, I would say that the entire industry should have an emergency plan for their event. Relying on 911 is not sufficient. What are you doing in the case of severe weather? How do you intend to communicate direction to your event attendees? Who is making these decisions on site? Many don't require a special event permit or might not need to work with their municipality in any way, shape, or form. But that doesn't mean that emergency planning shouldn't be embedded into your plans and operations. Small events are subject to unexpected hazards, such as severe weather. A few years ago, tornadoes touched down in the rural West End while the carp fair was operating. 
they were able to rely on their emergency plan and enact shelter-in-place protocols. Another subject that I've been asked to speak to is what are our biggest takeaways? What is my perspective in terms of what we're learning and and how we're embedding that into uh, our operations? Um, I would say the biggest takeaway is helping everyone understand that we have a role to play. When you're gathering a group of people, whether it is a 200-person beer garden or a 30,000-person music festival, there are responsibilities as it relates to safety and security, albeit they're scalable. In recognizing that these requirements are now the norm, we need to start looking at how we can build systems, policies, facilities. How do we upgrade the public realm in a way that embeds event safety infrastructure into its design? retractable security bollards come to mind. In locations where this does not exist and we're creating custom sites, uh, it often results in quite a hefty price tag. And we're hearing from the industry that this cannot be sustained. Something else to think about. What are the essential yet simple must-dos for events to be proactive looking forward? Number one. Emergency planning is a basic event element that must be addressed, similar to securing food vendors or entertainment. Number two, assign a safety lead or team, depending on the scope and scale of your event. Number three, train all staff and volunteers on your emergency plan, escalation protocols, and individual roles and responsibilities. The plan means nothing if your team doesn't understand how to execute it. Number four, conduct a post-event evaluation to assess strengths and needed tweaks for a subsequent event. What specific resources, trainings, and tools do you recommend events have in their repertoire? Something that we've heard is this, this subject matter expertise can be overwhelming. Some of our event organizers uh, are community associations. Some of them are volunteers, and it's not their primary uh, occupation. The good news is there are a ton of resources at their disposal. Locally here in Ottawa, on ottawa.ca, we have a centralized web page with a ton of information. It includes a comprehensive event planning guide, uh, content on emergency planning, information on environmentally friendly practices, making your event accessible, noise mitigation, and how to work with the adjacent community. I already mentioned the free party safer resources and available expertise of our public health partners. We are so fortunate to have these resources. Also online, free emergency planning wizard, which makes building your emergency plan so very simple. Geo Ottawa can help you build a site plan. The province of Ontario's website has free basic incident management training. Reach out to your colleagues who have built these expertise into their event. Reach out to our team. We're happy to provide one-on-one guidance. You're not doing it alone. Again, we have, we all have a role to play. Different communities have different protocols. How do event organizers get information on what is required? Well, first I'd say that not every event requires a permit or license from the municipality, but in Ottawa, the industry has access to Event Central, who is a conduit into every city service and other government agencies such as the AGCO or the National Capital Commission. 
We're here to help people understand what may be required and we'll bring stakeholders together to review the event plan alongside you and provide subject matter expertise on subjects like emergency planning, traffic management, or community notification and outreach. How do you know that security and emergency arrangements were successful? There are tangible ways to measure this. Major events often participate in a fulsome event review or debrief with Event Central and members of the Special Events Advisory Team. This review includes the compilation of various inputs from organizers and city services, uh, total number of medical incidents, medical transports to hospital, number and nature of charges or arrests, log information from the event's private security provider, feedback shared by staff, volunteers, and patrons, how does this data compare from the previous year? Have the measures put in place reduced the amount of incidents? Were the resources assigned and hired by the event able to manage incidents without putting a strain on emergency personnel needed across the remainder of the city? These are all indicators that help an organizer determine the effectiveness of the measures they employed and guide future planning needs. Even if you're not one of the major events that's subject to this type of detailed debrief with city services. I'd recommend that organizers lead a similar post-event evaluation. We'd be happy to share debrief templates and survey questions with those who are looking to conduct this type of evaluation on behalf of their event. So finally, um, I've been asked to provide advice for festival presenters and event producers in Ottawa uh, today. First, I cannot emphasize enough that safety and security is a priority and an expectation of our community. Whether or not you require a permit from the city, whether or not you have 500 people or 20,000 people, it needs to be embedded in your event planning and your event operations. Number two, you don't need to be overwhelmed. It's all scalable. And as I mentioned, there are a ton of resources at your disposal. Number three, if you aren't sure, call us. And finally, and um, I think this is such a, a blessing. Thank you. I really do mean this. The culture of collaboration that we have created here in Ottawa together is phenomenal. Our organizers, our community leaders, Ottawa Festivals Network, Ottawa Tourism, business improvement areas, and all of the city services that I get to work with day in and day out, consistently we're coming to the table to find solutions and offer amazing program to our residents that makes Ottawa a better place. We really are truly fortunate. Thank you so much for having me. It's phenomenal that OFN is putting this together. A few years since many of our major events here in Ottawa have uh, operated as a result of the pandemic. Um, it, it's really timely in terms of where we're at and assessing the industry, the industry's needs, priorities, challenges that are facing them. And how can we work together to make 2023 even better? Um, we love talking about this stuff. Uh, and we have a team that is here to support you. So if you have any follow-up questions, by all means, please do reach out to Event Central and we'd be happy to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation about how your needs and what, uh, what your needs are and how we can support you.
Thank you. I look forward to working with you and let's go. And that wraps up this episode of Fest Forward Advisor Talks presented by Ottawa Festival Network. All of the resources and links mentioned throughout this episode will be available in the episode show notes, as well as transcriptions in both French and English. For information on OFN and its membership, please check us out online at ottawasfestivals.ca. If you have any questions or feedback on this podcast, you can email us at festforward at ottawafestivals.ca. Thank you so much for listening, and please remember to subscribe to Fest Forward Advisor Talks to catch future episodes, where we will dive into even more hot topics festival and event organizations need to know to support and grow their organizations. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your colleagues and friends and leave us a review. That's all for now. Stay tuned and stay festive.